that. How much ice cream could a drachi eat if a drachi could eat ice cream? Ha! Well, I know the answer. Sadly, it's only three cones. I guess that big eyeball's taking up a lot of real estate in there. We had a great personal day with Jirachi. We explored Shimeji Town and destroyed their IHOP at Vendary Vespi Queen. It was really nice to see Professor Nichols and Mason have such a hearty appetite. I got to show the professor our fossils too. I thought about going into Victory Road, but then I was like, eh, everybody else is here and Jirachi's gotta be home by midnight. And that's the only reason I didn't go in. Right, Seely? Or, or. Jirachi's all tucked in again, swaddled and sleeping. And I've got a hankering for some gym battles! Pearl, as you and Luca land on the southern shore of Lake Chanterelle, you find yourself in a beach city that already feels quite different from Parasol Village. And I would venture to say closer to what you're used to when you've come ashore on your ten years of cruises. Rather than a quaint and quiet town with cottages here and there and a mostly empty beach, you come ashore and see that this morning there are already lake goers who have staked their claim in the sand, some of them enjoying a snack, others playing with their Pokemon, and others that are swimming. There are less of the uh, charming little cottages here, and there's more rows of condos along the shore. And beyond that, you can see the skyline of Chanterelle City. A variety of buildings rise up above the lakeside condos, two of the most striking ones being one that looks like an extremely large greenhouse and another that has the appearance of some sort of temple. But you and Luca land on the shore and it's pretty early in the morning still. What do you do? You've run aground. Oh, Luca. Yeah? I'm gonna need a cup of coffee before we do this. Sure. Okay. <laughs> you go grab a cup of coffee. Look at all these chums sitting out here on the beach toasting their feetsies. Well, they don't even know two of the most serious, heaviest gym players just rolled up into town. They got no idea what's coming. They, they have got no, no idea, idea the thunder we're about to bring. <laughs> 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 oh, well, I just tripped on a rock. Oh, yeah, no that careful poor dog looks really good, though. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think that you all have gotten some coffee from uh, one of the many beachside sort of concession Perfect. stands and things like that. Yeah. So, yeah, well, what do you what do you want to do? Do you want to bop around on this beach here for a little bit? Do you want to go straight into town and see what's going on? What do we think? Also, we haven't really done this in a little bit, but who did you bond with over, like, the last long rest? Oh, yeah, because our days have been mega days with mega hours and mega fights. Maybe. <laughs> I have bonded with Fettuccine. With Fettuccine. Okay, so if you are rolling for loyalty with Fettuccine, you're essentially just going to roll the d20 and add four because you bonded with Fettuccine during the long rest. Ah, nine. So nine total? Yeah. Uh, yeah, nine is not going to be enough to get Fettuccine up to the next level. Fettuccine is more loyal than when you caught her because, you know, with the evolution, that was automatically one level up of loyalty. But yes, over the course of this long rest, you certainly spent some fun time on the beach and hanging out and stuff when you were on the Misty Isle. really hard to cuddle. No, no, that was a cuddle. It wasn't like a slip through my arms. But so with that, you all have landed on the beach. And so what would you like to do now that you have gotten your morning coffees and are just sort of looking around at the the passersby, the various beachgoers? Definitely enjoying people watching, but she sighs to herself. This isn't the true peach episode. Luca, let's fire up the hog! 
<laughs> he lets the SS Speedmeister out of its pod, and you all hop in. Uh, you cramp in the best you can with Celia in there. Oh, yeah. I'm wearing sunglasses, holding a cup of coffee. We're riding in. Okay. Uh, so you are making your way into the city proper. Yeah. All right, go ahead and just make a general perception check for me, or I guess investigation. If it, Is there anything that you're specifically looking for around town, or is it just like, all right, let's go to the Pokemon Center, and we'll kind of just go from there? Well, I would like to roll that, because you made it sound like there could be something nice to know. <laughs> like just the lay of the land? Yeah, just roll? get in the lay of the land. Just okay. get in the lay of the land. 27. 27. Excellent. I know this town like the back of my palm. Uh, You certainly are able to get a good idea of uh, what all is in this town very quickly. Take it right here, Luca. Uh Uh-oh. Just trust me, take it right. I've seen this layout before. (laughs) And you uh, see that you all are are getting close to the Pokemon Center, which is in the place where it feels like it should be in this sort of town. But as you drive around for a little bit, I think that uh, you pass by there and also maybe Luca like does a lap as you all do some sightseeing. You get a little bit of a lay of the land. Some of the main things that you notice uh, here in the town as you are driving around, there's obviously the Pokemon Center and the standard Pokemart. You see that there are some smaller mountainy looking zones uh, that seem to have uh, some snow just sort of falling on them like individually, not like the whole area over here. And it's not the large mountain range that's even further off, but over toward the eastern side of town, past town a little bit. It looks like there's like some smaller mountainy areas as you all come in from the lake, you notice those. That's not necessarily in town. I get the appeal, Luca. You can have the beach and get your snow too. I mean, that's pretty nice. Yeah, that definitely has a resort vibe to it, doesn't it? But that mountainy area is kind of as you're heading more to the um, east, northeast a little bit, past the lake, back in the direction of maybe Shimeji Town, Porcini City, kind of splitting the difference between those, uh, as there's a little bit of mountainy region around there before it becomes the greater Kanoko Range over near Porcini Peak and all of that that you can still see in the distance, obviously, from where you're at, uh, even on this side of the lake. As you're taking this loop around town, also on the edges of town, it looks like further off uh, that there's also some greener areas more uh, to the southern kind of side on that eastern end. Uh, And then directly south of the city, you can see where it becomes like further off, looks like just sort of flat land and uh, into more straight up desert zone further past that. It seems like this area of the region definitely is a place where uh, you, there's a lot of these different sorts of climates and terrains that are that are meeting, probably due to the lake's existence here, uh, sort of splitting this difference between the mountainy regions and the desert and whatnot, and with the water being those, those green areas that come as a result. As you're driving around town, you, you see a few things here and there. It looks like there's a planetarium. There is uh, a library that you notice. Uh, it seems like there's some kind of zoo. And there is a uh, interesting tent that you notice that seems to be not just like, you know, a, a camping tent or whatever, but, but a larger tent that seems to have like some, some ribbons and things adorning it. <laughs> Those are a few of the things that pop out initially as you are taking your laps, as you're sort of exploring the perimeter of the city and then getting a little bit deeper in. But then the main things that come to your attention, 
the things that you saw when you were at the beach and one besides that, you see that there's a big, what looks like a big fancy mall that is not something that you saw from the beach, but it is it is quite large and it seems like there are uh, a variety of shops in there. You see that there is uh, this large temple that has like this whole temple square sort of area around it that looks to be uh, quite old as well, but very well kept. Definitely, uh, I think, different than a lot of the runes and shrines and things that you've been used to. This does seem like something that is older, has been around for a long time, but also like has some upkeep and is here in the middle of a city. So uh, there's a lot of people you know, around the place here. And then the last thing that you see as you are taking your lap around town is that you notice, um, not quite in the, the central, central part, because that is where this uh, temple is, but very close to the center of town, there is this large oversized greenhouse, which as you get closer, you can see actually has some other building attachments that are uh, sort of part of it. And you see that actually in the front, there is what looks like a main sort of lobby area. There's this greenhouse and then toward the back, it's still got that uh, glass top, but you see uh, more solid walls along the sides. And on the front, much like the, you know, rock and roll horns symbol that was on the front of the Bolette City Gym, here you see another symbol, but this one has more of a banjo sort of shape to it, as it is on the front of this gym. Of course! You have found yourself in front of the Chanterelle City Gym. Target acquired. Locked and loaded. Let's drive in, Luca. <laughs> you note that as you're looking at the, the little banjo symbol there, uh, much how there was that red sort of gem in the middle of the hand of the Bolet City gym. This one looks to have a uh, sort of light green symbol in the middle of the, uh, the body of the banjo. Cool. Okay, Luca, drive on up the steps. All right. Keep driving. <laughs> <laughs> you all can't. I You all drive the SS Speedmeister up into the lobby of the Chanterelle City Gym. Woo! Donut. <laughs> it wasn't a donut, but she just hops out of the car says, saying, Donut. And as you look around, you see that there are um, a bunch of different plants and things, even here, not in this exact greenhouse area, as this is more of the lobby, uh, but that there are still uh, a variety of plants and things in here as you enter. Okay, okay, keeping it droppy cow, vacay city. Hey, where's a Karen? <laughs> <laughs> You are currently walking up to the desk as you see that there's someone up there. It seems like a pretty similar setup. There are other people milling about. She does that thing where, like, sometimes cool people can come up to front desks and, like, do, like, a little finger drum, like, da -da -da, like our little, like, snap a snap. Yeah, and, but she little... does. Yes, that <laughs> thing that you just did. Yeah. You she know, the two snaps hand. Yeah, the two. I can't even. Hey. Yeah, exactly. That's what she wants to Taking do. On the desk. But she does about seven of them. She adds little elbows in there. So you just start like hand boning by accident? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then finally we end and she's just like saddled up her elbow and cupped her face with her hand <laughs> on the desk and say, hey, like to book an appointment. I'm sure you saw that coming after all the cool signals I just did. You approach the desk. And even though this is similar to the Bolette City Gym in terms of the setup, there are certain things about this aesthetic that you notice pretty quickly. Uh, first of all, the sort of uh, digital board with the schedules and appointments and things is not, um... 
<laughs> in the background, I'm just going to do all the things she's doing. Just continuing the, the snapping and slapping and <laughs> banging on the desk. Um, <laughs> but the board is not a digital one. It is actually like just a big chalkboard, and there's like a ladder that goes up to it. Earthy. And it's got all the different, you know, times and things. And at the desk, sitting in front of what looks like a fairly outdated computer, you see... Tell me about this big burly man behind the desk. Oh, wow. I was honestly envisioning them all as little Karens just everywhere. But I'm open. I'm open. I'm, I'm, I receive what you just gave me, and I say thank you. Yes. And... I'd say he's probably in overalls, but give me some more about his, like, physical description. Um, he has very curly hair. Like, it definitely is afro. And then uh, a nice burly beard as well. Mm-hmm. Just lots of little tiny curls. Little tiny baby curls. <laughs> so definitely, you know, whether it's perm or whether it's all natural, that's up to you folks. But it's on that level. Um, he's wearing overalls and um, has little dirt smudged on him. A little soil and stuff. And um, he's got a kind face. Mm-hmm. And he has a button nose, like a little mushroom. <laughs> like a button mushroom nose. Very round. Nice. And and Pearl is fighting not to boop it. <laughs> <laughs> fighting not to boop that nose. <laughs> yeah. Hi, I'm Pearl. Hey there, Pearl. Uh, what can I do for you? Um, quick question. No, we just met. But if I boop your nose, you could boop my nose. I, I'd prefer to keep my nose unbooped. Thank you very much. Oh, that's going to be real tough for me. Okay, okay. I mean, there is quite a mile distance of, of, of desk between us, so hopefully that'll... Uh, she reaches out, and then she realizes there's plexiglass in between it. Oh, gosh. <laughs> Boom. Ah, all right. That that probably happens to you a lot. You have a very boopable nose. Uh, thank you. You're welcome. Um, so, yeah. Hey, just trying to book an appointment. <laughs> You look at this person's name tag and it says, Martin. Martin! Martin, do you do you make barbecue? Well, yes, I do. I knew I saw somebody who appreciates a good cornbread and brisket like me. <laughs> sauce or no sauce? Dry oh, rub? I'm a sauce I'm, boss. Wow. I am a sauce boss. Wow, sauce boss. Wait, are you the gym leader? Are you secretly the gym leader who's also known as Sauce Boss? No, no, I'm not the gym leader. I am uh, just the receptionist. Uh, the gym leader's my cousin, actually. Martin, Martin, Martin. The more I unravel you, the more I'm fascinated by you. <laughs> <laughs> well, Martin, um, here's the rest of my cup of coffee. I drink a lot of it, but if you want some of it, here you go. Is this just you saying you want me to throw your, your cup away for you? No, this is me. Get- hey, Martin, come closer. He, like, comes up to the plexiglass, <laughs> which is apparently there. Yeah. I like coffee, but I don't like coffee, so I actually haven't taken any sips of this yet. So it's really more so like, do you want this cup of coffee? Oh. Uh... Keep it cool, man. <laughs> yeah, so, you know, here's the rest of my coffee if you want it, you know. Make a persuasion check. <laughs> persuasion check. 16, and I also have to blow my nose. Well, we'll just wait and say 16 again then. Keep it in there. And let the record be known, I just finished my coffee, so I think things are about to get off the rails. <laughs> oh, jeez. It was strong, y'all. It was a strong cup of joe. She gives him a couple wink, wink, and while he's close by the plexiglass, she also reaches to that little button nose one more time. <laughs> You touched the plexiglass. Uh, what was your role for your persuasion? Um, 16. I threw the little slot. He's like, oh, th- thank you. You're welcome. 
So you wanted to sign up for a, a time slot? Yeah, yeah. I'm a level 100 trainer over here. Yeah. But what tier trainer are you? Can I see your badges? I just have one. All right, all right. So tier one trainer. All right, let's see. And what, what time slot would you like? Um, tomorrow? We can do that. We've got an opening tomorrow for certain, for certain. Cool. He writes down, uh, just like on a sheet of paper. It seems like he's not using this computer that's in front of him. He's just writing all of these things that's down That's hilarious on paper. to me. Um, and then also, if you could do me a favor, Martin, if you could hook up my dear friend, Luca, step on up, sir. Yeah, yeah, I'll take whatever slides just like right after that. All right, all right. Would y'all like a morning or an afternoon or the evening? What are we thinking? What do you recommend? Well, I... When is he at his weakest? <laughs> the fire in her eyes flames open. <laughs> when is my most likely time to pulverize? Well, I'm oh, sorry, did that slip out? I don't know. Old, old cousin Liam's pretty strong. I, I think he's pretty good all times of day. Gets up early, gets to work, and he's working in there all day. Comes in in the evening, and he has himself a little dinner, a little barbecue and cornbread. So I don't know. He's he's a man of all hours, I suppose. I didn't realize I'd have to break family ties. <laughs> make, make an insight check, I guess. Oh, natural one. Natural one? Hard to read. Hard to read. Seems like this fella's cousin isn't giving up any of those juicy deets on his weaknesses. At, at what time of day when the, when the moon is out? <laughs> yes. Yes, you must wait for the blood moon. Oh my gosh. Well, his power is drained to the eclipse, yes. <laughs> the day of black sun. Oh, gosh. I'm trying to think of what is the antithesis of, of like, banjo music. <laughs> <laughs> and what, what instrument I could bring to try to melt him. Oh, gosh. <laughs> so you're not sure what type of day he's weakest. All right. All right. Let's just do morning. Let's. I know I need to get it out of my system. So, yeah, we'll just do morning for me. Well, all right. I'll get you right in there at 10 o'clock, and then we'll have you right on there after that'll work. Uh, he writes it down. His pencil-holding technique is not very refined. He kind of just grips it in places, he says. I love it, dude. And I'll put it back up. I'll, and hey, I'll, hey. Wait. wait, no, hey. Uh, hey. Yes. Did you go to boating school instead of real school like me? Boating school. All right, never mind, never mind, never mind. Too much detail, too much, too much. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, similar techniques. Oh, I see, I see. As he climbs up the ladder with the chalk and then puts you and Luca up on the board for tomorrow morning. Nice. Yeah. I check to see who else is on the board. There are a couple of other names up there as you are looking around. You actually see one familiar name up there. You see Peach up there on the board. <gasps> no way! Yeah. Oh my gosh! Is she fighting today? Looks like she's fighting sometime this afternoon. Ah, darn it. Because if I, ah, man, if we want to hang out and then I'm in, like, my zone, she'll be done. Ah, man, we should have scheduled this. Peach! (laughs) Now is your chance to hang out. Right now. (laughs) Because you're kind of in your zone, but I'm not in my zone yet. Peach! (laughs) <laughs> you also see uh, the other names who seem to be during the day today are uh, there is a Lucy and Jack who uh, seem to be up there as well. Yeah. Okay. All right. Good names. Solid names up here. <laughs> Peach. It does not seem like Peach is in this particular oh, area. This was the chance. This was the hangout chance. <laughs> you can certainly see if you keep an eye out for her around town. I sure will. <laughs> <laughs> 
Is someone battling right now? Right in this moment? Yeah, there's somebody in there right now. What's the name on the board in the time slot that is happening in this exact moment? Jasper. Jasper. <gasps> Gasp. Gasp. Jasper. Jasper. Yeah, there's a Jasper. It says on the board that they're a tier three trainer currently. So this would be somebody who's getting their fourth gym badge. All right, Martin, it's been a pleasure. I hope to be with your nose one day. It's now on my bucket list. Well, I reckon I'll see you around there. She starts to walk away and just stroll and just try to open the grand doors to uh, watch Jasper's battle. <laughs> oh, wow, plants, foliage. If you want to go watch, you certainly can. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Somebody says that's not Martin, who's just a passerby, who's like, yeah, you can do that. <laughs> it's, it's a gym. You can go watch. Okay. Thank you. Don't mind me. These doors are so heavy. So you go to uh, you go to watch this battle. Yeah. Hand boning. <laughs> Hand boning my way in, trying to be real cool, real nonchalant. Pearl's forte in life. <laughs> <laughs> Hand boning your way in or trying to be cool and nonchalant? Both. Let's be real. <laughs> so you go through the doors to observe this gym battle in order to uh, try to scope things out before you actually go to do your fight. You walk through these doors and you actually find yourself in a big greenhouse area, the one that you saw from far away. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah. So it seems like uh, the layout of this gym is such that uh, for people who are watching, you walk along the sides of the greenhouse. So you're like along the outer wall. And so some of what's happening as far as like that middle area is obscured. As you hear the sounds of this, this Jasper, this person, um, fighting their way through whatever is in the middle and you can see like hints of you know uh, a bit of flame here and there and you know a uh, uh, flapping of wings or whatever well, Jack. and the sounds of you know Pokemon battling along there but you make your way along uh, past all of the beautiful greenery and everything but as you're walking you hear a familiar voice no hello <laughs> she jumps like she didn't see it coming out of the cabbage patch. <laughs> Out of a little pot. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> and walking up behind you, <laughs> sipping on a, a big soda and with a small Ralts walking along behind him with a, with a little bucket of popcorn, you see Toadstool. Hi, Shrinkle. Hey, Pearl. Wow, I forgot, and yet I've never been able to unhear as well. <laughs> How's it going? Um... Okay, how are you? Just... Were you following me back there? What? No! I was just coming to watch! Oh, okay! Yeah! Hey, hey, um, uh, while well, I gotcha. What's up? She pulls out, uh, her typing chart. Yeah! And it is battered and, like, torn and muddy. Any chance you could freshen up my chart? It's like, you know, got coloring on it from Darla. It's got paw prints from, you oh know. Oh, It's got, like, ponytail paw prints on it, hoof marks. Well, it really seems like you've got a lot of use out of this thing, yeah, huh? I've used it like crazy. Wow. Okay. Uh, it's really, like, a valuable resource. And I've tried to take good care of it, but also I'm 10. You know what? And you gave me a piece of paper. Uh, that's fair. Here, I'll tell you what. And he, like, rustles around in his little pockets. Just, just 
statistically, I should have lost this a long time ago. <laughs> and like his little blue vest, he pulls out another paper. He's like, you should get that laminated, though. Okay, what's that? <laughs> laminated? Yeah. Well, you get it covered in like a... Oh, is that the plasticky stuff? Like making a menu? Yeah, it's like a menu. Okay, okay. Thanks, Shrinkle. Um, what you drinking? The soda. I don't know what happens to me whenever I encounter this character. Hey, Shrinkle, do me a quick favor. What's up? Hit me. <laughs> I think that this time, just, just being used to this at this point, give you a little slap. Thanks, thanks. I'm focused again. Let's go watch. Okay. And Luca's like... Ah, uh, yes, this again. You know you're at a gym when... You continue to walk along in the greenhouse until you get into the back area, where it does have more of that uh, stadium feeling once again, as up on the edges of this greenhouse, there are these risers and things. Uh, that is where you notice that there was not just the open greenhouse when you looked at it from outside, uh, but there is still this sort of glass uh, ceiling that is above, letting in the sunlight. Let's sit toward the back, guys. Okay! All right. Wow, this place is really cool. Does Shrinkle have any shoes on? Also, notice how I refuse to call it Toadstool. He's got little brown shoes. Aww. Are they like little soft little button mushrooms? It's a theme. Yeah. Nice. Sure. Okay. Um, Wait, you think I'm going to let this abomination walk around with bare feet? <laughs> Stinking up the joints. You think I'd loose that upon the world? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Maybe. No doubt. So, Strangle, do you just come and, like, just go to gyms and watch the matches for fun? Are you kind of like a gym junkie? Yeah, pretty much. Wow, that's really cool and kind of weird. Well, you know, helps pass the time. Totally. So, um, how many times have you been to this gym specifically? Oh, gosh, I've lost count. You know, I've been here for a couple of days just kind of bopping around. You know what kind of gym this is, right? Plant. That is partially correct, yeah. Grass? Yeah. Grass and bug. Actually, yes, that's exactly what it is. Woo! That's why they call me a level 100, baby. Oh, have you got more gym badges? Did I miss that? No. Oh. Gotcha. <laughs> Just your chart has really been helpful. Okay, so grass and bug, and she pulls out the chart. And this is actually really cute for me to imagine them sitting on the bleachers, uh -huh. you know, waiting for this battle to start. <laughs> Their legs are kicking because they can't touch the floor. <laughs> Both of them. Yeah. Lucas, Lucas' feet are firmly on the ground. But yes. I'm not going to lie, Strangle. I actually have been dreading a grass and bug type. Really? Why is that? Because um, just from my own experience with Oscar, to get these guys to go down is near impossible because they could just drain you for life. Oh, yeah, no, that makes sense. If you have a life-sucking move that you're getting used on you, that could be that could be not too fun. Personally, it's a nightmare for me. Yeah, well. I'm scared. Have fun walking into that nightmare. Okay, I thought you were supposed to help me. <laughs> and the urge to just book check his drink is so strong within her right now, but she doesn't. So y'all are sitting there for a little bit uh, as you wait on this Jasper person to uh, come here into the main sort of area. And pretty soon that does happen as it looks like he's taking a second. You, you see him like putting a used potion back in his bag. And this figure approaches coming into the gym. You see that this is a uh, fella that's got, you know, this sort of uh, this darker complexion, uh, darker than Luke is even, but this like really well-kept hair. And he's wearing... Uh, 
these really nice clothes, actually. And it's not like the sort of Shane, like, you know, school uniform thing like he had going on, but he's got more of like this elegant, like outright, more noble sort of rich kid thing going on. Mm -hmm. uh, he looks very well put together, you're very rich confident. Kid, <laughs> and you're going too far because you're at this greenhouse now. <laughs> you can try to beat this gym, but you know your riches won't get you to the win. You're rich kid. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> and Pearl starts singing and like Strangle tries to hop in. Oh my gosh. <laughs> a rich, rich kid. You can rely on your Pokemon. You, you can rely on your Pokemon. Lucas and like. Jasper looks up for a second. Oh, I think we're getting in his headspace. <laughs> Lucas like, oh geez, oh geez. And he just like sinks into his seat a little bit. <laughs> You're a rich, rich kid. <laughs> <laughs> So you see this kid who comes in here, uh, looks to be uh, probably around the same age as Shane, uh, but enters, walks up to the battlefield. You see that rather than the stages that sort of lift up like did in the Bullet City gym, there's just a couple of like wooden platforms on each side. Oh, I love it. Shingle, I'm freaking out, I'm freaking out. Why? You're not fighting right now. I never remember. She's like checking the chart. I never remember when I look at this chart, which is the battler and which is the type that I'm bringing to it. How do I read this thing again? Okay. Okay. I imagine Strangle book checks her a little bit. Just, just sit down and watch the show. Look. Okay. You're on the left. The one that's attacking. Right. What's attacking is on the left side of the chart. She does the left-right thing to try to remember which one's left, which one's right. Okay, okay, okay. Then the ones that's on the top are the ones that are, bless you. Ah! The ones that are on the top. There's a lot of pollen in this gym. Yeah. The one that's on the top is the one that's defending. So if you look over there, you see, okay. So the fire, if you attack with fire, is super effective against the grass. Do you see that? No, slap me. Okay, I <laughs> Oh, wow. Wow, 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 wow. I maybe should have rescheduled my appointment for like a week from now. Well, when's your appointment? Tomorrow. Do you have things that can fight grass and bug? Maybe. Well, here, let's just watch the show and see what happens. Maybe you'll learn something. Okay. You're a rich kid. So, uh... <laughs> As uh, Jasper walks up onto this wooden stage uh, and gets ready and is sort of just like waiting there for a second, Martin uh, rushes over. <sighs> Sorry about that. And he like pulls up. Uh, he's right there in the middle on his own little platform. And he has like one of those old timey sort of radio microphones. Oh my gosh, that's cool. Yeah, Martin. Oh, thank you, thank you. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Chanterelle City Gym. I uh, hope you all enjoyed today's battle. Uh, one of many. This is, um, ugh. There's quite a few of you in here, aren't there? You look around, there's not that many people here right now. It's okay, <laughs> don't have stage fright. Well, uh, and anyway, uh, thank you. Here he is, uh, good man, and my cousin. <laughs> what an intro. Lem. <laughs> And with sort of a, a smattering of applause uh, from the not that many people that are in here, but certainly enough to give Martin a, a touch stage fright. Aww. Also, Pearl's eyes, minute she hears Lem, her eyes, we widen, uh, the camera goes real tight on her eyes, and we see the flame again, and she goes, Lem. <laughs> <laughs> flame in the pupils. Oh, my gosh. And coming out of the usual sort of tunnel, you see the gym leader emerge, banjo in hand. Ooh! And then Pearl once again whispers, where are all the women? 
Maybe not whisper. I'm so scared about bug and grass. Yikes. I did not expect to feel so not ready for this. <laughs> As Lim steps onto the stage, you see that he has a, a pretty wiry figure compared to his cousin, Martin. Uh, he is this wiry figure. He's also wearing these uh, overalls that seem to be quite dirty. Looks like he's been doing a lot of uh, gardening or something of the sort as he's uh, been waiting on this challenger to approach. And he comes up here with his banjo in hand with this wiry frame. He looks like he's uh, a little bit of an older guy. The most striking thing about him, I would say, is that despite this sort of country appearance, he does have this sort of like multicolored pastel mohawk thing kind of happening. Score. As he steps up and says, well, all right then, let's get to it. <laughs> Strangler, you must love this gym leader. Yes, one of my faves. <laughs> and the battle between Lim and Jasper commences. As you watch here at the beginning of this battle, Jasper throws out a tranquil and Lim throws out a pincer. As the tranquil flies up in the air above the pincer, it looks up above and t -t -t clicks its uh, awful mandibles. So essentially how this is going to work to see how Jasper does, I'm going to roll for both of them. If one Pokemon has a type advantage over the other, that one will get to roll with advantage. Cool. So uh, starting off as the tranquil faces off against the pincer. Oh, man, Shango, I don't know who to root for. Well, we'll see soon enough. Are you like Switzerland? Are you just neutral when you just watch all these? I'm just here for the love of the game. Wow, I don't think I'll ever get there. <laughs> and Button continues just eating their little popcorn. As the Tranquil comes out of the ball thrown by this Jasper, he seems very calm, cool, and collected as he commands this flying-type Pokemon that he's decided to open with. A wise choice, it seems, in this gym, as uh, the Pincer is not able to, you know, reach up enough uh, to properly pinch it with its mandibles to be able to get any good attacks in as the Tranquil flies in and out of its range using various wing and flying-type attacks. Very quickly, the Pincer goes down, and Lim says... Well, that's all right. You get on back in here. Let's get something that can take you to the sky a little more. All right. Scizor. And he throws out a scissor. This sleek red bug Pokemon with these big pincher claws comes out, takes to the sky, and quickly pursues the Tranquil. Wow, they're all a lot more sharp than I was expecting, Shrangle. Dang, that thing's scary. It's like a red fire ant. As they fly around with each other in the air, a few blows are traded back and forth, but eventually, the Tranquil falls to the ground, KO'd. Ah! Jasper says, all right then, come on. Girl's really getting into it. She's like starting to stomp now, like, we will, we will grass you, yeah! Her and Strangle are having a great time. Her coffee kicked in, his sugar kicked in. Once the Tranquil is KO'd by, it seems, an X-Scissor attack, Toadstool says, Oh yeah, that's one of his specialties! The Tranquil goes down, and Jasper sends out a Vibrava. Vibrato! As this sort of desert bug begins flying around in the air. All of them are so much bulkier than I was thinking, and sharp! His team is very sharp! Ooh! And as the Vibrava comes out, uh, it seems like it might not have had as much of an advantage as Jasper was hoping for, as the Scizor KOs it as well. Ah! With a large attack from one of its claws, 
the Vibrava goes down, but not before getting in uh, a few hits on the Scizor, and the Scizor is looking to be in pretty rough shape as it just barely squeaked that one out over the Vibrava. Pearl is cheering. She's loving it. She gets the love of the game idea now. Shrangle is really, really amping her up. <laughs> Jasper recalls the Vibrava at that point, and he looks at the Pokeballs on his belt and says, All right, then, uh, maybe this one. Still feeling good about this. We're doing great, team. And he throws out an electric. Electric! Not just electric, just like, I throw out the type. But uh, he throws out this sort of um, lamprey-looking thing that is actually, uh, rather than flying up in the air, slithers along in the plants along the uh, battlefield. You see that while the air is open up top, there are many plants strewn about the place, uh, some that could potentially provide cover and whatnot uh, on the ground level. It just seems that most things have been happening more up in the sky thus far. Whoa, with a natural 20 and a natural one, uh, the Scizor has a tough time of trying to hone in on where exactly this thing is as it slithers along through the plants on the base of the ground. Uh, And as Scizor swoops in and out, uh, it seems as though the electric uh, has a good enough time being able to stay out of the way and with a few attacks is able to take down the Scizor that was already battered and bruised. As the scissor goes down, Lim says, well, that was pretty good. Okay, Tangro, get on out there. And you see a familiar Pokemon, as this is the same sort of Pokemon as Jungle Jim. Oh, I loved this dude. This Tangrowth is sent out and immediately just disperses itself amongst all of the various uh, plants and things that are in this garden arena. You about to become spaghetti? who, though. I think it applies to both of them, don't you think, Shrangle? Yeah! I'm just trying to cheer Switzerland sayings. Sure, yeah, stay in neutral. See, you know what I'm about now. I'm getting it. I'm getting it. I love to see this good battle. Yeah! Oof, but with a natural one for the electric, even as it is trying to, you know, slink its way around the plants and try to stay hidden, this tang growth seems to be completely just at one with the earth as it is able to send out its vines and able to constrict and suck the life force from this electric with its absorbing, draining attacks. You hate to see it, you love to see it. Jasper pulls back the electric as, okay, all right. Hmm. What's the rich kid gotta do? I still want to hold on to this one, so we'll see what you can do. And he sends out a semi-poor, this watery monkey-looking Pokemon. I'm learning so many new pokey. Yes. And as this semi-poor comes out, uh, Jasper instructs it to use a couple of ice-type attacks that it has learned, as it seems like he knows enough to not have it use just water attacks, and we'll see how that goes. Wow, I have never seen a picture of this Pokemon in my life. That's gotta be rare, Strangle. I mean, it's an evolved form. Maybe that's why it seems rarer. This is a really rare Pokemon. Maybe. Wow. And as it rolls higher than the Tangrowth, the Tangrowth does uh, at one point constrict it and, you know, sucks a lot of the life force, that energy from it. But uh, Jasper instructs the Semipore to use some of its icy attacks, uh, particularly, I think it has been taught like Blizzard and things of that sort uh, in an attempt to overcome its type disadvantage. And although it is in the red, as we would say, at the end of that battle, as far as its health goes, uh, it does manage to take down this Tangrowth as this lumbering, writhing beast falls to the ground. 
it seems as though looking up at the board, uh, as again, it's not digital. It's just sort of like uh, Martin swapping out like the different pictures and things of the Pokemon. Man, Martin's got way too many jobs, guys. <laughs> yeah, it's like the old timey uh, sort of like baseball or like golf sort yeah. of scoreboards oh, yeah, and things. Yeah, totally. It's cool. But yeah, poor guy. He's running around a lot. Yeah, but it looks as though Lim is down to his uh, last Pokemon here. As he sends out a Cray Dilly. Cray Dilly Dilly! This large and long sort of root Pokemon almost resembles sort of the Mario Brothers piranha plants as it comes out and starts slinking around the place. It seems to take root as it comes out into the battlefield and looks at the semipore. Oh, this thing is creepy. What is that? And very quickly, as the semipore was already quite battered. <laughs> The Cradilly sends out some of these absorbing attacks and wrapping it up and everything very quickly KOs that semi-poor. Oh, no. As now Jasper is down to his last Pokemon. Oh, no. This is it! He says, all right, well, we've been waiting to use this one. You've got this. Go, Pig Knight! And he sends out a Pig Knight. This large, thick pig Pokemon with these flames coming from its nostrils. So as it, glorious. As it, boom. Uh, hits its little pig fists together. Ah, I love it! I actually really love this Pokemon. As the Pig Knight and the Cray Dilly face each other in combat, they are fighting each other, and Jasper is commanding the Pig Knight to use you know various fire-type attacks as the Cray Dilly has taken root and seems to just constantly be sucking these nutrients from the ground. As you are watching this happen, you would think that these fire type attacks would have maybe more of an effect than they actually do. It doesn't seem like they are quite as effective as, as you would imagine as he keeps on trying to pound and pound at it with these fire type attacks. He realizes as he continues to be battered by, uh, it actually seems like this Cradilly knows some things besides just uh, grass attacks as it throws some stones and spits up water at this pig knight, very quickly draining its health and, oh no. and putting it down toward the red. Almost too late, Jasper realizes, wait, rocks, and he commands it to use a, a fighting type move. But even as that does seem to be super effective, it's almost too late. Oh no. As with one last attack, uh, this Cradilly raises these stones from the earth of this garden arena. Boom, and the pig knight is KO'd. Oh! As Jasper loses to Lem, he pulls back the pig knight and says, well, that's all right, I suppose we'll just have to train a bit harder. As Lim continues to play on the banjo. Well, that was a good effort. Good try. I hope to see you again. He keeps on playing on the banjo, and there's like a, an applause for uh, the hometown crowd. Happy that the gym leader has uh, emerged victorious. But there is uh, also, you know, enough applause for Jasper as he uh, sort of head bowed leaves this place. Um, Pearl has officially sunk back into her bleacher stand, is pinned up against the back wall, and is like wide eyed.
Hello, friends. Jonah here to say thank you for listening to Postcards from Pearl. I'd like to take a moment to tell you about our amazing partner, Dice Envy. This week, I have got a hot, fresh dice release right out of the oven. Check out their new Malachite set of stone dice. Ancient cultures used malachite for decoration, pigment, and makeup, and modern cultures use this vibrant green-banded mineral for their math rocks. So, you know, samesies. Enjoy these gorgeous inlaid gemstone dice with bright gold numbering. If you're looking to add to your dice hoard, you can get 10% off of your purchase at Dice Envy by going to DiceEnvy.com QuestCo or by using the promo code QuestCo at checkout. That's Q-U-E-S-T-C-O for 10% off of your entire order. If you're a fan of what we do here on Quest Company Jr. and you would like to give us a boost, please go over to our page on the Apple Podcasts app or wherever you listen to your podcast and leave us a rating and review. It is a huge help to us and we read every review that comes in. And if you really love what we do here at Quest Company Jr. and you would like to take the next step in supporting us, please consider becoming a Patreon subscriber. For as little as $2 a month, you can help us with necessary expenses, help us continue to improve the quality of the show, and get access to exclusive content and patron rewards. We are so, so thankful for our patrons, and if you would also like to give us that support, you could do so at patreon.com slash questcompanypodcast. You can find the link to the Patreon on our website, questcompanyjunior.com. If you'd like to contact us, you could do so directly through our website or by finding us on Instagram and Twitter at QuestCoJunior. You can also hang out with us in our Quest Company Discord. The link to that is on our website and Twitter. We know that word of mouth is the best way to get people listening to a new podcast, and that is especially true for independent shows like ours. So we would love to see you posting about the podcast and telling your friends about us. If we see you tweeting about us or posting fan art using hashtag Junior or hashtag postcards from Pearl, you might get a character named after you on the show. We've actually been recording a lot lately, uh, getting some episodes in the tank, and we've got some great listener NPCs coming up. And if you've got fan art of the podcast that you want to share, just make sure when you post it to tag us so that we can see it speaking of fan art we've gotten some more fabulous art sent to us since our last episode thank you to fairy tale girl mb at m burgundy on instagram for some wonderful sketches of pearl with the beautiful blubbery babe seely as a dugong if you haven't seen those go check out our instagram and twitter where we'll be sharing them or on the fan art page of the website where we've got a gallery of all the art that people have sent us Quest Company Jr. is a proud member of Podicon Go, a group of independent podcasts supporting high-quality content that's fun for the whole family. Podicon Go is your reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcasts that everyone can enjoy, with shows ranging from animal facts to stories to audio dramas to RPG actual plays and more. Check them out at PodiconGo.com. This week, we want to highlight the Shelly Has Opinions podcast. You'll hear their promo at the end of these announcements. I'd like to take a moment to thank the amazing artists whose music is featured in this episode. Thank you to Foolboy Media for the song Video Game Land. Thanks to Zachariah Hickman for the song The Colonel. Thank you to J.R. Tundra for Moonshine Town. Thank you to Michael for the song Pokemon Gym. Thank you to Nat Keefe with the bow ties for Cumberland Gap and Daily's Reel. And thank you to Nat Keefe and Hot Buttered Rum for Billy in the Low Ground. Thank you to Braxton Burks and Materia Collective for the songs Battle Johto Gym Leader and Battle vs. Gym Leader Kanto version. Thank you to Glitch X City for the songs Hoenn Gym Leader Remix, Vermilion City, Kanto Trainer Battle Dance Remix, and Diamond and Pearl Route 216 Remix. Ambient sound by TabletopAudio.com. 
That's all for me, so let's get back to the action. Thank you for joining us here at Quest Company Jr. Welcome to Shelly Has Opinions, the podcast where the Chatfield sisters try and get their very shy sister Shelly's opinions on a variety of silly topics. We weigh the pros and cons and laugh along the way. And Shelly likes it. Right, Shelly? I just do my best to try and have an opinion on anything, but it's very hard. Look for new episodes every Tuesday on ShellyHasOpinions.com. That's S-H-E-L-L-E-Y HasOpinions.com. Join the Shelly gang. Goodbye. Goodbye. See ya. Yeah, that, uh, wow. That was a lot. I mean, yeah, that's a, that's a higher tier gym battle. Haven't really seen that before, but yeah. Wow, I really thought that pig would get it. It was close. This is no joke. Yeah, he's pretty legit. We gotta start training right now. Yeah, I mean, I, good with me. I know I, uh, gotta do a little swapping around on my team to see what we can, you know, make happen here, but yeah, yeah. Me too, me too. Well, cool. You hop out of the bleachers. Yeah, you hop out of the bleachers. And uh, Toadstool and starts Button running. just hop along with you. He's like, okay, I'll see you around, I guess. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Thank you for your help. Oh, you're welcome. I'll see you tomorrow. She points to Lem. You she yell. like really stands up on a bleacher and points at it. Well, all right. I reckon we'll see you tomorrow, then. Get ready. <laughs> and he goes back backstage. Oh, I love the backstage area. Have you ever been in the backstage area, Shringle? I mean... Not on official business, but, you know, just to hang out sometimes. Wait, how tight are you with all these gym people? Oh, you know. No, I don't know. That's why I'm asking. Oh, you know. Wait, but no, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) He does not clarify. (laughs) Oh, come on, man. What would you like to do? Okay, bye, Strangle. We'll see you tomorrow. Okay, I'll hey, see you tomorrow. You'll, cl- you'll come and watch my match, right? Yeah, I'll come watch. Okay, great. Yeah. Okay, where are you staying? Me? Yeah. You. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just bucking up at the Pokemon Center. Oh, great. Well, we'll see you later tonight then. Yeah, you know, it's free, so that's pretty sweet. Yeah, it's great. It's great for travel. Yeah. Okay, enough small chat. Bye. Bye. She passes a little mushroom uh, on the way out. You do. I'm, I'm talking about his Pokemon mushroom. Oh, you the button. Yeah, I thought button. you were talking about his little hat. No, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. That's his little button. You do. And you leave this gym having seen uh, this Jasper lose in this gym battle, which definitely seems like it was a, a different sort of experience than shooketh. you used to. Yeah, yeah I'm shooketh. I really want to beat that Cradilly. I want to grab that Cradilly, stretch him out, wiggle him, and slap him against the wall and see if he sticks. Oh, like a sticky hand. Yeah. Anybody yeah. else want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> Luca, how do you feel? 
I feel like that was very informative. So obviously he's not gonna have the same exact teams. Wait, I don't get to go up against Cray Daddy? I mean, you Crawfish might. Crawfish man? You might, I don't know. I hope but, I do. Uh, I can totally take it on. Well, he just, he won't have the exact same team as he had just then because that was a tier three trainer. So Darn. he was going for his fourth gym badge. If you're going for your, you know, second and I'm going for my first, you know, it'll be a little different, so. I guess so, I guess so. But probably thematically still sort of in that same zone. It was definitely helpful. Yeah, and it was good to know that there's sort of, you know, that, that garden area around the bottom where it looks like there was, you know, some places to hide or things like that or maybe some things to try to use to your advantage as you well as. You always gets me, though? What? Like, I know I can win. I'm, I think I can beat that guy. Yeah. The thing that really scares me is the leading up. Like, what's in this greenhouse maze? And, you know, I know I can't get in there until the day of, and I respect that, but that's what I struggle with sometimes, Luca, is just like, okay, so saw that guy. He's really tough. I think I can take him on, but I got to make sure that everything leading up goes well, too, so that I can really take him on. Right, yeah, the whole the whole lead up and sort of figuring out what's going on beforehand before you actually get in there. That makes sense. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah. Man. Hey, hey, wait one second. All right. Where's the entrance to, like, the start of it all? To the start of, like, the the actual gym and the, the sort of lead up to yeah. whatever it is that goes to. Uh, or, like, like, the, like, where you enter to go into the greenhouse and begin your battling. Where you enter to go in the greenhouse to begin your battle uh, is a separate door from the one that you went in as uh, spectators. But for the one to go into the greenhouse is one that you have to, like, have Martin let you around to and then go in. Okay. Um, she goes to Martin. Well, hello again, Pearl. How's it going? Hi, Martin. Can you give this to um, Peach when she, you, when you lead her in? Oh, uh, well, yes, yeah, certainly. Okay, and it's a postcard telling her that she's going to do great and that she's cheering for her and that um, she's proud of her no matter what. Nice. Yeah, because Pearl's now officially in the zone. Like, she's in training zone, you know? Yeah, for sure. She missed the opportunity to hang out. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Does Pearl see Jasper exit? Yeah, I think that you do. And I think that Jasper is sort of, you know, trying to keep a low profile as he exits. He's not talking to too many people. He just uh, looks looks determined and probably like he's heading to a Pokemon center or something. Um. Okay, Luca, do you want to spar with each other or should we spar with other people? I mean, we can spar with each other if you want. Uh, if you want to, you know, just see how, how everybody's holding up. Or we could go on the outskirts of town. There, it looks like. You know, there might be some places where we could try to find some wild Pokemon. I don't know if you're wanting to try to catch anything new or if you just want to, like, train who you got. I think I'm going to train who I have. All right. What about you? Uh, let's see here. You know, I think I'm going to take a gamble and take Zilla in there. I mean, we'll train for a little bit out here, but I think I'm going to take a gamble and, and get Zilla in there just to try to, you know, give her a little bit of experience and stuff as well. So that kind of leaves me with four other spots. I'll definitely take Ellen because the ice type, that should be helpful. Omen's going for sure. I've got this lampet, but I haven't really trained it. I don't know what it can do. I might have to take a look at that. And man, I'm really on the fence. I want to put Tufus in there. It'll just be tough with the water type. Even though he's got Ice Fang, it could be tough. That said, I might I might try looking around and just see if there's any, you know, other, maybe, you know, maybe a flying type or something. I'll keep an eye out, but I'll probably mostly work on just training who I got already. But I'm definitely going in with L and with Omen for sure. That's great. Yeah. I like that. So with that, what do you think is the plan? What are you what are you thinking about doing? Who are you thinking about training with? Or what are, what are we... What's the plan? I have some ideas, but today... We'll just start one day at a time here, folks. Today, I want to train up A.A. Ron, Dwayne, and Tangerine. So my Ponyta, my Onyx, and my Little Rock Bud. 
Got it. And then who else is actually in your party besides the three of them? George Foreman, Oscar, and Seely. Okay, cool. Seely, non-combatant, uh, and George Foreman and Oscar just sort of there as insurance. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, so what would you like to do as far as training? Do you want to, like, go over to the beach and try to see if there's anybody to battle? Do you want to go over in, like, the sort of wilder areas on the edge of town? What do you think? Well, Lucas said he wanted to look and maybe catch something. Yeah. So we'll go to the wild areas. Okay, As cool. much as I want to stroll up on that beach and say, hey, kids, battle me. Maybe that will happen later. <laughs> up to you. You can, you can do whatever you would like to, to no, try I'll to stick train. stick with Luca. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, so as you stick with Luca, uh, you've got a couple of options uh, from what you have seen for you know places around the edge of town. First of all, as you are looking around and everything and, and getting the lay of the land, uh, heading toward those places, leaving town, go ahead and uh, just give me a perception check really quick. Uh, 26. 26. Nice. With a 26, as you're going around the place, besides the things that you have noticed already as far as buildings and whatnot, you having a little bit better of a lay of the land at this point and getting more acquainted with the area, notice some more of the finer detail things. Uh, specifically, you notice like flyers that have been taped or stapled or whatever to various light poles and community boards and things like that. And you see that there are a few flyers that catch your interest. One has the advertisement for races that take place uh, to the south along the flatlands and things. Oh, I want to do that. Uh, it seems like that's, you know, coming up pretty soon. It's not happening like this afternoon. She, ho- like she that, touches but. it. Her eyes go wide and she imagines the hog. <laughs> These races are not technically in Chanterelle City. They're in that sort of very flat, uh, getting into deserty sort of area between Chanterelle City and Agaricus City to the south. Is this like the Fast and the Furious? It's more like <laughs> it's more like the salt flats in Utah kind of cool. thing. But for Pokemon, it seems. Oh, that's cool. So there's that. You see that there's also a flyer that's got an advertisement for whatever is apparently going on at that tent. It seems to be uh, a contest tent, which is not something that you've heard of before, but seems like it could be interesting. And then the last thing that catches your eye, I think, uh, especially with some of the information that you've gotten thus far and different things that you've heard, particularly from Brad yesterday, is that there is a advertisement for the fighting tournament happening over in Criminy City coming up. When is that happening? It's I don't hap- want to miss it. Yeah, it's happening like... She puts <laughs> it in her calendar. <laughs> it's like a little over a week from now. I say I know it's in the tent. <laughs> and I'm very excited. <laughs> but you notice those things and uh, take note of those as, you know, um, things that you want takes, to potentially participate in. She takes in a poster of all those things because she wants to participate in all of them. <laughs> <laughs> rips them up. <laughs> like yeah. rips them off the lampposts. Yeah. I want that. Uh-huh. Definitely for me. Oh, that's right up my alley. Ooh, mystery tent. I think so. Ah. And with that, you continue out to the edge of town. And do you want to go look in more of this, like, snowy, little mountainy kind of zone? It does seem weird that although it's not really snowy in the rest of this place, that it is uh, just snowing on these uh, smaller mountain ranges here. Or would you like to go to more of the uh, greener area? As you are looking around at these things and continuing to get more information, it seems as though the mountainy zone is the Chanterelle Ski Resort. And that the greener area where there is uh, more more of just the straight up natural, you know, situation is the Big Whimsicott Canyon. Oh, wow. We're going to the snow. Okay, cool. You head over to the snowy area near the Chanterelle Ski Resort. Oh, Sealy! Surprise! Oh, She's 
so happy. She's like, I've been heating up every single day. And she just lets Celie do whatever she wants for the next rest of the day. Celie just like rolls around in the snow. She starts building a little igloo for herself. She does. She is thrilled. Celie's having her own personal day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is Celie's personal day. She's like, I'm not worried about whatever's happening with this gym. I'm just, I'm just in some snow. Mm-hmm. And as you look up, I'll go ahead and say with your with your passive perception, uh, you see that sort of floating above the ski resort, you have encountered some of these before. You note as you squint up in the sky, uh, you see that it looks like there are a couple of uh, cast form that are up in the air, keeping the snow happening uh, on the mountain here. Oh, you got some fake snow, huh? <laughs> you got that goody goody snowflakes that are actually soap. <laughs> Top of the morning to you, fellas. You yell that up into the sky far, far up ahead. So there is obviously the resort area, but there is the natural, you know, woodsy area as well. So what do you think that you would like to do? Do you want to just look around for just big Pokemon to try to fight? Yep. Nice. Yep. Looking more for wild Pokemon or for uh, trainers to try to battle? Either. Okay. You tell me which one you would like to pick. There are some skiers around. Some people, you know, seem to be trainers that have Pokemon with them and around them and things like that. But there are also these woodsy areas where you could surely find some wild Pokemon uh, should you wish to encounter them. Walks up to the closest uh, person. Hi, want to battle? Uh, yeah, sure. I know you're on like a resort vacation and everything, but like you want to battle? Uh, yeah, just, Here we go. this person like just like skidded to a halt at the bottom of the ski slope and they're like, sure, why not? <laughs> I was just going to get back on the lift, but why not? Yeah, I mean, this is way cooler than skiing. <laughs> this person like over in their skis sort of like clomps over to just like a little open patch of snow. It's like, all right, cool. Roll initiative. <laughs> all right, Pearl, what'd you roll for initiative? I rolled a 13. And this skier rolled an 18. Aw, man. Who are you sending out first? Um, I'm going to send out Dwayne. All right, sending out Dwayne. Element of surprise. <laughs> Kid rolls up. Got Crystal Onyx pulled out on you. He hasn't gotten out in a while. Onyx. Sorry for the breath smell. And this skier, uh, still sort of obscured by, like, their big ski goggles and scarf and everything, uh, says, all right. And they send out this big furry brown lump with little tusks coming out of the bottom and a little pig looking snout thing. Ooh, I like it. We got a pork theme going on today. He says, get in there, pile of swine. And the pile of swine is going to start off with a mud bomb. Nice. That's only a seven plus six, 13 though, which is gonna miss Dwayne as his crystalline body shines in the light as the snowflakes dance in the air. What's Dwayne gonna do? Okay, we're gonna do Rage and Erupt Cool. Dwayne Onyx gets his game face on as doom, 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 these rocks come out of the air. Pilot Swine is gonna make a strength save. That's only a 10 total, so that is not gonna do it. Roll your damage. Swing and a miss. 18 points of damage. 18 points of damage from the rock tomb as this Pilot Swine is then restrained. At the beginning of its turn, it's going to make a strength save to try to escape. That was a 14. The DC's 15, right? Yeah. Aw, poor swine. So this pile of swine is currently stuck, but it is still going to attempt to use Icy Wind against Dwayne. But even with the disadvantage, that is going to hit, and that is going to be 9 double to 18 super effective points of ice damage. Okay. As the pile of swine unleashes 
that icy wind. It is then back to Dwayne's turn. The pile of swine is still restrained. What do you want to do? If I switch out, does he uh, stay restrained? Yes. All right, I'm going to switch. All right, who do you want to switch out to? I'm going to bring Tangerine in. All right, so while the pile of swine is restrained by this rock tomb, use your action to swap out to Tangerine. Hi! She tries to hug it. In the snow, Tangerine's a little freaked out. The snow is just melting around yeah, Tangerine. Yeah, Tangerine's like, the earth! In the immediate area. The earth! That is your turn, then. It is then going to be the pile of swine's turn. That is a four to get out of the rock tomb as it stays in there. Yeah. Uh, so it is going to have disadvantage on its attempt to use mud bomb. But that's only a nine with the disadvantage. So the mud bomb misses as Tangerine. She's freaking out, <laughs> but she, she's not afraid. She does not like it, but it is now your turn. Ember. Ember, roll the hit. Unnatural 20. Unnatural 20 will hit. Go ahead and roll your damage. 11. 11, double to 22, super Woo! effective points of damage. Yes, baby! Excellent. Give him that citrus! As the pile swine still just like locked down in this rock tomb is trying to escape, but uh, having no luck on its turn. That's a 19 to bust out as it rushes forward to use fury attack at Tangerine. That's a total of 19 to hit, so that will hit. That is eight points of damage, and then it hits a second time for another four points of damage, and then it does not hit again. But a total of 12 points of damage to Tangerine from the Fury attack as this thing comes forward and hits Tangerine with its tusks. The skier shouts out words of encouragement. <laughs> another ember. All right, another ember roll to hit. Ah, uh, I don't think it will. Just a 13. A 13 will just barely miss. It, it seems to be just below this thing's AC uh, as the ember goes wide. Works out okay, though, because the pile of swine was going to use another mud bomb, but it just rolled a natural one. <laughs> as uh, in the area where Tangerine is, things are getting slippier and slidier, and so it is it is struggling a little bit to sort of regain its footing. You're becoming a water horse, Tangerine. Get those feet up. Yeah. Ember. 14. 14 is its AC, so 14 yes. hits. Okay, 12. 12, double to 24 points of damage. Booyah. Super effective. As the pile of swine looks to be swaying a little bit, some of its, you know, brown fur on its, you know, lumpy body is, uh, you know, singed. That is your turn. It is then the pile of swine's turn as it tries to use Furious Wipes once again. Ooh, that's a natural 20. Only rolled a one on the die, though, so that's five points of damage from that Fury attack, and it only hits once that time. Okay. As once again, it comes forward, and it hits Ponytaw with these tusks. What's Tangerine doing? Amber! 22. 22 hits. Roll your damage. 14. 14. Ooh, 14 doubled to 28 points. Will KO the pile of swine. Woo! Way to go, you beautiful citrus babe! As it falls down, KO'd, gets sucked back into the Pokeball, and this skier says, all right then, looks like you're pretty serious. I can be serious too. Come on, Glalie. And he sends out this large black and white orb of ice with these little horns coming off of the sides. To be honest, I thought you were a kid when you I saw you sledding down. I'm an adult man. Ah, uh, dang. Oh, yeah, Kukul, do you have a kid? Nope, I'm single. <laughs> Each their own. I am unattached. Uh, <laughs> he's thrown out this Glalie, and it is going to just come forth and attempt to bite no. Tangerine. No. It's floating orb. That is a 22 to hit. How? 
That is 11 points of dark damage. Oh, no. To Tangerine. It is now your turn. Can I get a um, a scan of what this type is? Oh, you're trying to do a nature check? Yeah. Yeah, make a nature check. What is this beast? Uh, 13. With a 13, you're not sure exactly, but it does look like it's a big ice ball and it just used bite. Do with that what you will. All right, Ember. Roll to hit. Uh, 24. 24 will hit. Roll your damage. All right, there. Nine. Nine double to 18. Ah, there we go. Ice, ice, baby. Good job, Tangerine. <laughs> I knew you'd like the snow. Tangerine is getting used to this. The Glalie is then going to wheel around once more and try for another bite attack. A 17 total, as that is 14 points of dark damage oh, from the man. bite. That is the Glalie's turn. Now you are up once more. How's Glalie looking? Uh, it looks pretty good. Dang. Pearl's going to use her healing kit. All right, you want to use your healer's kit? Yeah, I got 10. Okay, 10 points of health back to Tangerine the Ponytaw. And let's see if that gamble pays off as the Glalie attempts to bite once more. It is going to bite as it does 16 points of dark damage. Paid off. It is back to your turn. Um, we'll go ahead and use Ember. Okay, roll to hit. Uh, 17. 17 will hit. 14. 14 double to 28 points of damage. Probably going down next round, guys. Here's hoping that this thing does not hit us. Rollo! Well, that 28 was certainly a big hit as the Glalie uh, looks like it's sweating a little bit. It is, however, going to, since this is the one move that it has that would not be weak against Tangerine, keep on trying to bite. Oof, that is a 19. Dang, Tangerine fades. With nine points of dark damage? Yeah, she had two hit points. Oh, well, yeah, there we go. <laughs> Tangerine goes down as this big beast thunk, 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 keeps on chomping down with this bite attack, and who do you send out as Tangerine faints? Tangerine did not like that. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> I didn't mean to betray you. <laughs> Horse sounds. Who do you want to send out now? We'll send out a Aaron. We're just showing the whole squad to this person. <laughs> I love it. Okay, as Aaron comes out, it is his turn. What would you like him to do? Hold on. Um, I got. I didn't expect you to be a full adult, so I gotta consult my chart. <laughs> We'll do uh, Metal Claw. Okay, roll into hit with Metal Claw. Uh, 22. 22 will hit, actually. Wait, was that a was that a 19? Yeah. Nice. If the natural attack rolls a 19 or 20, your next attack gets an additional plus one to hit. Oh, cool. Aaron has been waiting to get in. Five points of damage. Five going to be doubled to 10 points of super effective steel damage. Yes, I know the chart again. <laughs> the skier looks down at this little Aaron is like, Oh, jeez. Um, yeah, speaking of the chart. Um, oh, gosh, I don't remember. Uh, use Ice Fang. 13? No. Ooh, nice. It just barely misses as Aaron gets out of the way. Did you go to boating school, too? I never had this chart. <laughs> I did not go to boating school. Oh, uh, that's rough. Metal <laughs> Claw. Oh, he whiffed it. I was chatting it up too much. 10. 10? Yeah, 10's gonna miss, even with your little extra boost there. As the Glalie wheels back around in the air once more to attempt to bite again. Wow, that was a natural four. That's only a 12 total, so that's nope. gonna miss. Okay, Metal Claw. There we go. Um, Unnatural 20. That hits. Oh, eight. Yes. 11. 11 points of steel damage. Double to 22 as it is super effective. 
Nice, A.A. Ron. Whoop, whoop. This Glalie keeps on wheeling down and trying to bite at him. Uh, he's so little, though, he's able to kind of skitter around in the snow, and he, he actually, like, ducks down into the powder a couple times before he bursts back out. Camouflage. But it is then the Glalie's turn once more, as it is going to attempt an icy wind. Wow. Seven plus seven, 14. No. No? Mm-mm. Goodness gracious. I don't know what it is about Aaron, but it is it, something has happened to He's this Glalie. He's been waiting. He's been waiting really long. Cool, so Glalie misses, and then it is Aaron's turn once again. Metal. Natural 20. Ooh, okay. Three on the die. Three, double to six. Plus three, nine. 18 points of damage. Goodness gracious. Oh, this Glalie is hanging on by a thread. I love it. As the skier says, hang in there. Bite that thing. You can do it, Glalie. Come on. Okay, that's a natural 15, so that's going to hit. There you go. 24 points of dark damage. Wow. Finally got a good roll there. And just like that, we're at six hit points for A.A. Ron. Hey. hey. It is then A.A. Ron's turn. Uh, Metal Claw. Metal Claw. Gosh, it was only a 12. A 12 is going to miss. Oh, that's so sad. He might faint. That's such a bummer. As the Glalie goes in to bite once more. Oh, I really hope he misses. That was a natural four. Yes! It's your turn. Metal. It's time, bud. Um, 15. 15 total? Yeah. 15 barely misses. Oh, both of them are exhausted and beat up, and it's going to try to bite him again. That's a natural two, though. Oh, my gosh. 19. Yep. All right. Woo! Broke the chain there. Uh, seven. Seven. Double to 14. How does sweet little level three AA Ron <laughs> KO this level 10 Glalie? Woo! With type advantage. That's how. Oh, my no, gosh. Um, I like to imagine that they both just got so exhausted that they just kind of were like, uh, like nudging each other in the snow, pushing the back. The Glalie's just like trying to bite a little bit, but it, it can't really move that much because it's just a floating ball. Like, yeah. <laughs> and then um, finally, A.A. Ron whips out his little pinky finger that's extra sharp. Ah, yes, of course. And still does a wimpy little, <clears throat> but just a pinky technique. <laughs> really sinks in the deal there. And like like the little guy can't can't shake it, so he faints. He's just like, ugh. <laughs> All right, not the most uh, victorious battle I've ever seen, but I'm proud of you, A.A. Ron. Ron, Ron, Ron. feels great. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, Tink. the Glalie is KO'd, and the skier says, oh, oh, geez. All right, Glalie, come on back. Oh, wow. Uh, cool. Uh, <laughs> cool thing to happen to me, an adult man. <laughs> a grown man on his vacation. <laughs> <laughs> Just a just a bachelor out here on the slopes. <laughs> cool. Hey, thanks for playing with me. Yeah, um, I mean, hey, great great battle. I uh, definitely wasn't expecting that when I rode down the old mountain. Um, Again, I thought you were a child. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure for my age. Me too. Well, there we go. <laughs> Luca Luca is loving this. Uh, he finds it to be hilarious. <laughs> Can Luca and Celie just still be, like, chilling in the snow? Absolutely. Laughing their butts off at this right now? Yeah. Elle is, like, up in a tree, just, like, swinging around and watching and stuff. She's having a grand old time. Ice types. But, yes, you um, you receive your prize money from Skier Aspen. Yay! Hey, Skier. Yeah, my name's Aspen, by the way. I didn't oh, really introduce hey, myself. Aspen. Um, 
you know what? What if we just settle this uh, over just around a hot chocolate all together? My, my pokies need to get healed up in there. All right. If that's it. I mean, I'll still give you the money as, as per the social contract if you want. Okay. <laughs> You're an adult. <laughs> I've got grown-up money. Yeah, I mean, I tried to find you the easy way out, but you didn't take it. So cool. Oh, my gosh. He gives you 1,200 pokey for winning. Wow. Heck, yeah. That's why I wanted to go against an adult. <laughs> <laughs> but you can, if you would like, go up to the ski lodge and get a hot chocolate. And also, uh, they have like a mini pokey center in there. In the ski lodge, in the sort of lobby area, there is the star you bucks. But there is, uh, in addition to that, the uh, the sort of uh, equivalent of that, you know, kind of tucked in there. But this sort of mini Pokemon center as well. Cool. You can get your hot chocolate and get your Pokemon healed up. That was a lot of experience points for them. That was really fun. Nice. Good. They needed it. I'm glad. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. Dwayne might go in that battle for tomorrow, but I definitely, I hate to say it, as good as Tangerine did, I can't, I can't risk. Like, after I played with her just now. It got got a little stressful a little quick. Yeah. She's just too weak still. But I want, it's almost like, like, I want her to get there. Right. Well, this certainly helped. As let's talk about what level ups just happened. Oh, okay, cool. Okay, so we've taken a second to calculate all of the XP. Spoiler alert, there was a lot. Yeah, like I'm super proud. Yeah, especially since you were able to just keep the ones that you were really wanting to train in there. It didn't have to get spread around too much. Mm -hmm. The team got stronger. Yeah, no, definite. Uh, big gains, uh, at least one level for everybody who was in there just then. So that's excellent. So let's start off. Uh, let's go from smallest to biggest. So Aaron, what did he get? Uh He's, he was so fierce. He got uh, to level five now. Yep. And he got an extra move. Yes, he took the extra move feat at level four, and he is now up to level five. As his extra move, he grabbed Harden, which is great. And he's now at how many hit points? 42. 42 hit points. Stronger. So he has gone up to five. Tangerine has gone up to six. Beautiful lady. And looks like uh, she hit her next move tier, so she got some new moves. I'm very excited about this move. Flame wheel. Yes. And stop. Those horsey feet. Mm-hmm. And she has 55 hit points. Yeah. Nice, mm -hmm. nice. And then Dwayne, big oh. boy Dwayne. Yes, dude. Um, this is actually a real win. He has uh, now at level eight. Constitution is now at 20. Yes, since he only evolves once, he gets one extra point at those ASI levels. So he was able to spend one on just bumping Constitution, which takes that up to 20 now. So he has a disgusting amount of hit points. And then he also <laughs> took a feat. Yeah, his feat is Elemental Adept. So it's similar to Oscar, but instead of rock being... Not very effective. Not very effective. Yeah, to grab bug. I mean, anything. Anything. Anything that it would be not very effective against. It's now like Eden. regular amount of effective. Yeah. Uh, which is huge since Dwayne is still technically a, a monotype rock Pokemon. Not having that, you know, not very effective moves uh, is going to really help him out. So that's awesome. And uh, Wayne is definitely coming to the gym. Yeah, which Dwayne, is great. Dwayne's coming along. <laughs> Sorry, Wayne. Whoever you are, you can't come. Wayne, but you're Dwayne, not invited. Wayne, Wayne is Aspen's friend. Oh, it was gosh. a bro trip. <laughs> hey, I'm Wayne. <laughs> Wayne, you can't come. Okay. But Dwayne can. Our nerds. 
<laughs> yeah, so that was a, a big moves for Dwayne. I think that, like, flavor-wise, I think what that is is, you know, he uses all these different rock-type moves. I think they've, they've gotten more, like, crystalline, the different rock things that he does and has control over rather than just, you know, regular stones and boulders and Ooh. things. There's more of that, yeah, crystal appearance to them. That's cool. I think it's pretty fun. But awesome. So after you have gone and healed up a little bit at the ski lodge, been able to have your hot chocolate and whatever else, where would you like to head off to next for your training? We'll go to the foresty part and just do some random encounters. All right. Going to go check out what's going on with these wild Pokemon in Big Whimsicott Canyon. Cool. So with that, you and Luca leave the ski lodge, head back down the mountain, and go to see what awaits in Big Whimsicott Canyon. And that's where we'll end this episode. It's a podcast grind. Are you looking for high-quality, family-friendly podcasts? Shows that are safe for younger or more sensitive listeners. Podicon Go is a reliable corner of the internet for the kind of podcast that everyone can enjoy. From educational programs to conversational topics and incredible storytelling and role-playing shows in a variety of styles, themes, and age groups. Podicon Go is a group of independent podcast creators dedicated to creating high-quality programs that provide family fun for everyone. Visit podicongo.com for an ever-growing lineup of shows complete with descriptions and ways you can listen. Connect with the Podicon Go family-friendly podcast network on Facebook and Twitter. P-O-D-I-C-O-N Go. It's podcast fun for everyone. Podicon Go. Thank you for listening to Postcard from Paul on Quest Company Jr.